Hello, everyone, and welcome to Game Studies Review. I'm here with the magnificent, the amazing, the fantastic Cody Reimer. I, I love your introductions, Alex. They, they are too kind, too generous, and they always make me feel um, very nice. So Aww. thank you. It's lovely to be here. The feelings, all the feelings. And right when I hit record, my, I can hear my toddler upstairs going, no, Nana, no bedtime. <laughs> so I was like, oh, whoops. Anyway, um, so we got something awesome today that you picked out for us. So why don't you intro us? Yeah, this is Shira Chess and Mia Consalvo's The Future of Media Studies is Game Studies from Critical Studies in Media Communication uh, 2022. This is the kind of co-editor's uh, introduction to a special issue on uh, the future of media studies and how and why it's game studies. And um, the reason I chose the editor's intro is because I didn't all of the articles in this issue looked awesome and I didn't know where to start. So I figured I'd start with the editor's intro. And then I, I kind of had thought, you know, maybe if we really got jazzed about the issue, we might do a series on each of the articles in the issue. Uh, but after I thought that, uh, like everybody started dropping awesome looking issues in game studies, like press start dropped something. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of articles that I'm really excited about from the International Journal of Research into New Media Technologies. Crowley so, sent us an e version of his new book, Poverty in Video Games. We, yeah. uh, uh, William, uh, William, Michael William Cappold, uh, anyway, from the Studies in Gaming series. That's mm -hmm. what it is, right? Studies in Gaming. Uh, offered to give us an uh, e ebook copy of something to review, which their books are awesome because they're short and they're also awesome because they feature an article by yours truly. So there we hey, go. Hey, how about that? So there's um, a ton of good looking stuff uh, coming out now, but uh, I was really excited about this whole issue. So I wanted to start with the editor's kind of introduction and they are appealing to those outside of the what they kind of characterize as the critical theory echo chamber of game studies mm -hmm. and they want to bring games theory and scholarship beyond games themselves and they see connections between media content and media platforms uh, and game studies and the kind of critical theory approach to game studies. And so this special issue features a bunch of articles that make uh, this argument in various ways and work to support this argument. And so there's some really good connections between the games industry and field and scholarship and media content and platforms more generally. There's a really kind of choice quote here. Uh, they write, quote, the papers all broach issues of how power functions in the video game industry, in game culture, in specific games, and, of course, in academia writ large. This focus is central because we, as editors of this issue, feel that the future of game studies is necessarily about disrupting power structures, boom, end quote. Boom, boom. And I thought that that was just a wonderful encapsulation of the issue and their kind of argument that they're making to kind of summarize uh, what, what's going on. I think they make three main kind of contributions uh, in, in this introduction. They uh, talk about the use of the game engine Unity in cinema 
and Netflix's moves into gaming with like Bandersnatch and their announcement mm -hmm. that they wanted to do games, uh, company consolidation and um, what's going on with, with all of that. Gamification and games and transmedia storytelling all lend to this idea of games being bigger than just games mm -hmm. and how what we do with games from a critical theory perspective is important for media studies more broadly and not just echo chamber locked into talking with the same folks in the same panels at the same conferences in the same journals all the time. Uh, second, they write that Gamergate was a canary in, in a coal mine mm -hmm. uh, was their phrase, which is, uh, I think, apt and extremely um, uh, important to recognize uh, when it comes to contemporary misinformation and antagonism. Uh, they write, quote, video games had as much, if not more, impact on our current politics and culture wars than many care to acknowledge, end quote, which uh, I agree with. And I don't know anybody who studies games critically um, that that would not agree pretty much wholeheartedly with that sentiment. And so if you want to understand misinformation and antagonism, you have to go to games uh, and Gamergate to get mm -hmm. at a lot of how things are shaped now. Uh, and then third, resonances across media fields, especially with regards to metaverses and avatars and loot boxes and virtual property and online spaces and communities, all of this stuff, um, you know, all that which is old is new again. And so we've been talking about this from a critical theory perspective and game studies perspective for decades and decades. And um, it's it's coming. It's back. It's back. They want to make more virtual universities and sell real estate. Second life is it's back. Linden Labs, folks. So we that, we've that all whole got part a lot reminded me say. of sitting in your apartment in St. Cloud. You have those big stacks of books, and man, we were reading. The future was Second Life, man. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I that was a long time ago, and now and now it's new again. It seems like. But there, there's a lot going on. They introduce uh, additionally all of the articles. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not going to just like list them all off. Um, but I think every single one sounds interesting and exciting. I'm curious what your thoughts were about the kind of brief argument that the uh, co-editors make and how they situate the special issue. Alex, what were your thoughts? Well, I mean, I thought it was amazing. Uh, I thought it was super interesting. I thought it was so I read I, I think I misread the title at first before I read the article and it was the future of gaming. And I was like, this doesn't seem like the future of gaming to make is to make arguments about gaming's importance to other media areas. And then I like re kind of yeah. saw how they were situating it um, and that gaming is actually the future of media studies, uh, which is a very different take. So, I, I mean, I think they did a good job. It's really hard to do gaps because this is a seven page total article. Yeah, Most of it is talking about kind of summarizing the other articles and putting them in conversation with each other. So there's only a few pages of actual argument that they're making. And while, I mean, you can't critique Chess and Consalvo like they, you they can, but they're really smart. <laughs> yes. Exactly. They do amazing, brilliant stuff. So like, who the heck am I? Uh, but I will say if this was a 20 page article, I'd have questions about gaps and um, and where things like I was like, mm, like, is this straw man? Is this like, who are they arguing at with this? You know, there's some stuff overlooked. 
but how can there not be in three pages? So it seems silly to sure. focus on that. So I thought I'd do something a little different for the gaps this time. I wrote down a bunch of quotes that stood out to me, and I thought you and I could go through and rapid fire agree, disagree. Ooh, I like it. I like okay. it. Let's game game the uh, the gaps. And while I did type these in and get them ready, I did not spend any time thinking about them. I have a gift of being able to not think about them. <laughs> okay. So I haven't like been thinking about these at all. And I just want rapid fire. You go first, agree, disagree, and then I'll go, okay? Okay. Uh, and these are all quotes. Theory work in video game studies often speaks within an echo chamber. Agree. Agree. Video game studies, well, can I, could I also just say academia often speaks within an echo chamber? Agree. Agree. Uh, video game studies is at the forefront of understanding and explaining shifts in a variety of media content and media platforms. Agree. I totally agree. Hollywood and tech giants have maintained an ambivalence towards video games and how lucrative they might be. Mm, very medium. I, I thought that might have been a straw man as well. Uh, let's see. Where am I? Oh, here we go. Uh, video games should matter to media studies scholars because as convergent culture becomes less of a special case and more uh, because convergence culture be is becoming less of a special case and more of an everyday reality. Yes, agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what is it? That's why it's so hard to talk about convergence culture and transmedia because what the heck isn't like what is TikTok? You know, like it, like you can't talk about a single media like that. Everything's convergence culture. Well, and I keep thinking about like I had a colleague who I have one colleague who does fan studies uh, and I had an, another colleague who's kind of like, you know, low key critical and dismissive of fan studies and fan culture. And yeah. it's like I, you just don't get it. Fans, you know, fan studies and understanding how fandoms operate and the logics and rhetorics by which they, you know, um, they work are entirely important for understanding politics and yes. so online spaces and communities and like everything yeah um you know it's in in some ways i feel like game studies is to um media what fandom is to politics right yeah but yeah. anyways i keep going i think that is an interesting point and i want to backtrack to the hollywood um, comment because that obviously these are all taken out of context, um, but they do go on to make the point, which I think is accurate. While I might disagree with the first part of the statement, they go on to make a point about how um, Hollywood companies and tech giants haven't cracked the code. Uh, like you might be able to, you know, you throw Tom Hanks in something and name it something quirky, boom, you're going to at least have a middle of the road, if not better movie. Okay. So they might have cracked the code of making good movies. Uh, with the occasional flop, but I, I don't think that anybody's really cracked the code to a consistently successful video game, but maybe I'm wrong. So they do make that point that I mean, they they are frustrated trying to break into the space that isn't check the boxes and you have a hit. Uh, yeah, I've got I've got a lot of thoughts on that. Uh, video games are dispersed throughout all industries. Uh, soft yes okay. all industry all all industries that's such a big sweeping yeah i mean yeah uh, you you'll uh maybe take a take a breath on that before sure you jump in. yeah um i i tend to agree with that statement so there you go um gamergate was a canary in the coal mine absolutely 100 percent. no doubt Video games are a space to watch as a potential predictor of toxicity and pushback. Yes. Connected to Canary in the Coal Mine. Anyway. Yes. 
Yep. Absolutely. Uh, video games have had have have had as much, if not more, impact on our current politics and culture wars than many care to acknowledge. Uh yes. I'm a I'm a hard yes on that. I'm interested in why your eyebrows are furrowed. I'm I'm just thinking about like I'm trying to understand what the than many care to acknowledge who is included in that many like yeah. do Who's I pundits agree or... with the general you know a sentiment that they don't get their due for how impactful they are sure yeah. yes so in in that sense yes emphatically for good and for bad often well yeah they're, they're due for how toxic they are and how, how well yeah, yeah you yeah, read yeah. into the q anon stuff you read into some alt-right stuff and you're like i don't i don't read into that at all <laughs> some at one might okay the royal you yes yes uh, and you were like hey wait this is eight years old gamer grade stuff right oh no you're talking about it today uh anyway last quote here insights gained from critical game studies scholarship must inform future media studies work Yes. So in order to remain relevant, you think media studies work must account for games. I don't I don't think that they can ignore games. I mean, I, I think they can. Of course, they can. The academia excels at, you know, uh, <laughs> pretending whole fields don't exist and acting like you just discovered something uh, when others have been doing it for decades. But I think they do so at their peril for all of the reasons that we've talked about so far. I think, you know, all of these kinds of rapid fire, you know, quotes uh, we mostly agree with. And we mostly agree with the basic premise that the co-op uh, editors put forth as their argument for why the special issue matters is that the, the future of media studies is game studies. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there is a lot that game studies has to offer. I think at the same time, uh, as a general critique, game studies often does a pretty poor job of making its um, scholarship relevant to others. I think a lot of times it really kind of revels in navel gazing like so much of academia does. Like, mm -hmm. I just want to write about my favorite game and I love it so much. And let me talk, talk about how great it is yeah. and why you should love it too, rather than like, you know, doing work like some of what we review where we're left breathless going, they said it. Whoo. Um, but, you know, I think that's true of all, almost all academic fields. Um, and so I wouldn't let that critiques, you know, uh, impede me from saying that you have to pay attention to what's going on in game studies to understand what's going on in media studies more broadly. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. Um, and I and I, again, just as in gamer gaping and canary in the coal mine, I think game studies as an emerging um, academic field, or maybe have has emerged recently emerged field, nascent, nascent uh, <laughs> field, I would say is also sort of a canary in the coal mine for problems in academia at large because the the siloed nature of it while everyone is giving lip service to how important interdisciplinary work is well that is impossible when 4000 journals or 400 journals come out with 4000 articles every year and it's impossible to keep up and you're not rewarded for keeping up but you keep, need to keep publishing in many in many jobs you need to keep publishing and throwing crap out there even when you don't have anything to say and so there there's a problem of a glut of writing most of it could be super useful in a different format other than an academic article in my opinion so there you go yeah 
like a blog. Like I'd love some of some I of the really, articles I read to just be blogs and just be coming out there as thought pieces and the the yeah. blogs and and for what it's worth, I still really enjoyed Jules game prologue to sure to his article. I, I that was fun. Obviously, that's more work than a blog to to make a game to as your article. But yep. man, that was like what a fantastic kind of proof of concept and it's really generative. Know, and, and but exactly. like academia isn't set up to reward that structure so no wonder we're sort of set in the past and people are looking yeah. at us like mm, is this really useful anymore anyway neither here nor there um let yeah. me get on to my next question those were the okay. those, that was my gap section um i want to know you pick one i know you don't want to one article in this special collection here what do you want to read most after reading this intro oh that that's really tough so there's a couple of articles in here that really um I, I would want to choose first, mm -hmm. but they're also by folks we've already like reviewed for okay. the pod. And so I like I'm, I'm almost positive we reviewed something by Aaron Trammell. So um, I, early I on thought in the that pod. as well. I, I looked through our episode list and I do not Is see it him just on because he was the editor of analog, you know, game studies. And that's and we reviewed something from there. And that's why his name was up. But I was I was pretty sure it was like a co-authored piece with him and something else but i haven't he could at be in the at maybe. all i went through our episode list. he could at, be in an at all at all yeah. yeah i was i'm almost certain we like early on we reviewed something by trample but his article decolonizing play sounds really <laughs> interesting especially because i want to see how it sits with um uh the article that we reviewed by magna giants mm -hmm. um which was I, I i'm still sitting with it it's still like <laughs> So good. So, good. Um, so I'm, I was really curious to read Trammell's piece. I was really curious to read Sarah Stang's piece, mm -hmm. Too Close to Intimate and Too Vulnerable, Close Reading Methodology in the Future of Feminist Game Studies. Like that sounds awesome, but I didn't, I feel like we just did a Sarah Stang piece somewhat recently too, uh, or maybe we didn't, but for some reason, um, uh, Stang's name is, is in the forefront of my head. Um, Let's see, there was another one that sounded really um, awesome. Uh, the the uh, Bergstrom, Kelly Bergstrom's piece, Ignoring mm -hmm. the Blood on the Tracks, Exits and Departures from, the games, uh, from Game Studies is like an industrial critique uh, or a critique of the games industry. That sounds awesome. Like, I'm just going to end up telling you I want to read all of these articles. <laughs> I know, that's why I tried to emphasize one, but that's okay. Uh, I, I would choose, I would choose ignoring the blood on the tracks, I suppose, um, if I had to choose one. Um, but again, I want to read, I want to read all of them. Um, Maybe we will. Maybe we'll do a series. Well, I think we shall. I think we shall. Um, I, I agree with those as well. And I did the same thing with the Trammell article. I'm like, didn't we just do one? Um, I, I also thought, I don't think I would normally pick this one first, but this is going to be so perfect in my writing video games class and my race and identity in video games class. Um, Alexandrina, Agloro, Another World is Possible, Building Games for Just Futures. Um, talking mm -hmm. about questioning uh, games in terms of media and audience and non-traditional game formats as like moments of resistance reminds me of the uh, review we did on... Um, Gosh, I can't even remember. Uh, I can't even remember the name of the article, but it was on um, these alternative games in the trans and LGBTQ communities in Asian countries. Do you remember that? I do. So yeah, good. that was that was a good one. So good. Um, so that would be my first choice as I'm preparing to get my classes together for fall. Um, the other one that I thought sounded amazing, which I think is, is it the only one we didn't? 
the only one or no there's two others there's two others um so there's game studies futurity and necessity um collectively argue for the value of interdisciplinary game studies and how that's tricky um but the other one that i thought looked really good was the um looking at games as a metaverse and how technologies aren't neutral and then oh there is one more uh diversity is not a win condition and oh I spent, yeah that one that one was one that made me like really sit up and go i should read ooh. that one so i spent uh, yeah, i yeah. i am on day two of a sixth day eight thirty to four thirty um anti-racism seminar group workshop thing and so we talked about this stuff all day and so that one really stuck with me because there is so much in administration and academia about oh let's just go achieve diversity real quick <laughs> and how that is uh very yeah. much not part of anti-racist principles and yeah. and i love this um uh, fetishizing the final project in with western logics like it just sounds so interesting um corporate attempts at diversity can be both flawed and inadvertently reify western and racist perspectives i was like oh so it's yeah. that one, that one right I, i've seen several people uh that i follow on twitter all kind of excited about that one so that one was definitely on my radar when i uh chose the the special um issue uh, introduction to to review. I do want to shout out two other articles in here since we're name dropping all of them. I don't want Why anybody not? to feel left out because they all look good. Uh, it was uh, Kelly Bodro's Beyond Deviance: Toxic mm -hmm. Gaming Culture and the Potential for Positive Change. Oh, yeah, um, I which I thought you mentioned good. that one. Um, maybe I did, and if I did, then it's so good it it deserves it twice. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and then, did you talk about uh, Sarah Christina Ganzon's essay towards intersectional and transcultural analysis in the examination of players in game fandoms? I did because not. we were just talking about fandoms, and so uh, maybe saving the best for last. That one, you know, sounds really, really good. I actually had a quote from that pulled for our agree or disagree game, but I didn't do it because I didn't want the quotes from the articles themselves, just from the editor's sure. argument. So here, let's do an agree or disagree um, for a statement from her article. Ready? I'm ready. Fandoms are cultural contact zones that can both reify and subvert the normative whiteness and hegemonic masculinity endemic to culture. Hmm. I need to... Yeah, I, my gut instinct says yes, but I need to I need to like actually reread that. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right, so I thought now that we um, listed our top faves that we would pick out the articles for the next two podcasts, and we could do it in um, in this order since you picked um, the Bergstrom article first, ignoring the blood on the tracks. Let's do that as our next episode. And then I want the Agloro, okay. uh, another world is possible, building games for just futures. So let's do those in that order, little preview of our next two articles. But then we, 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 I feel like we got to get to all of these others. They just look so good, right? Well, like diversity is not a win condition and decolonizing play sound, well, all I of them sound awesome. You mentioned so. that you have several um, other ones on the docket. We could do two from here and then two from the other. Um, what was the one that just dropped as well that you were excited about? Uh, well, the new issue of Press Start um, oh, just dropped, but then there's a, an issue from the International Journal of Research into New Media Technologies that has a couple of really um, 
good looking articles. Well, maybe as well. we do two from here and two from elsewhere, and then two from here and two from elsewhere. Yeah, we bounce around. We've got we've got a, a stacked deck coming up for yep. our listeners in the coming months. I think that sounds amazing. So tune in. Uh, maybe in a week, maybe in two weeks, maybe in a month, because you never know how life is going to go uh, for a review of this uh, really interesting Kelly Bergstrom, ignoring the blood on the tracks, exits, exits and departures from game studies. Remake awesome. on the leaky pipeline metaphor in game studies. All right. Uh, bottom I'm excited. Line, you, obviously, you should read it because we are going to. Yeah. So, boom. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. 